Hallelujah. Let's pray. Sense the power of God here now present. And uh, He's not here on my behalf, partly, but He's certainly here on your behalf. Hallelujah. It says, For where the presence of the Lord is, there is what? Liberty. Liberty. Hallelujah. And freedom. It is... I don't know about you. Shalom Kopra Sala Feminisha. Hallelujah. I, I lived in bondage to so many th- different things, you know. You walk into a room and somebody looks at you and you go, well, what's, what's she thinking about me? What? Or it goes quiet. You've been in that room where you walk in, everybody's talking, having a good time. You walk in and it goes silent. And you have the thought as, oh, let me, let me help you there. You're not that important. Number one, you're not that important. Number two, they weren't talking about you. Number three, all you got to do is smile and wave. Say, Carry on. Good, good, good. Hallelujah. Have a good time. Don't want to ruin your party. I'm here. Um, uh, what people think about you, there are so many people that sit in frozen turmoil, handcuffed, spirit, soul, and body because of what they think other people think about them. You know what? It really doesn't matter at all because the first thing is you cannot change what other people think about you. Hallelujah. You can't. I, you, you do not. I don't care how many seminars you've been to on thought process. You can't control other people's thoughts, especially concerning you. Now, you don't want to do evil things and mean things to have people have, you know, bad thoughts about you. You understand? You don't spit towards people and stuff like that. But you understand? But when you're in bondage to that, there's no greater uh, a power that the devil can have over you when you allow that to happen in your life. There are ways that you can get set free. Hallelujah. For where the presence of the Lord is, there is what? Liberty, freedom from that. Because what's most important is, what does the Lord think about you? And those are thoughts you can't change either. No matter how ugly you are. No matter how bad you've been. No matter what you've done. His thoughts towards you are always good. He has a thought. You were in His thoughts. Before the creation of everything. Hallelujah. And he loves you with a love beyond what we can even begin to grasp. Hallelujah. I I learned a long time ago that I only know, I, I know I'm not on my notes yet. Don't get nervous. I may never get there. But you have the notes. You can study them, take them home with you. Read them, use them, start the fire. I don't care. Anyway, I've learned a long time ago that I only know what I know. You only know what you know. Amen? Amen. That's why you fellowship one with another. Now, I get connected over here. Now I have access to some more information here. Because now Tom and I together are better. It says one will put a thousand, two will put what? Ten thousand, because now we know more. Yeah. We were good before, but can you imagine together? Woo. Hallelujah. We're known in heaven, 
earth and hell. And because we're known in heaven, hell shakes because of who you are. So don't let hell shake you. And you're known in earth because of who you proclaim you are. As long as you'll say and agree with what the Word of God says is yours, you become that. Have you found out that you are a product of your conversation? You are a product of your words. You, you talk doubt and unbelief and shame and grumbling and complaining, and that's what you become. You, I don't know about you. There are people that you hang around that are givers. I like to hang around those people. Hey, how are you do? And they smile back, you know. And other people, you get, and you walk over and they go, oh, I'm sure glad you showed up. And they're, they're drainers. They take, they're, 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 the, they're the, 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 the robbers of joy, so to speak. Now, I, I, I realize that a good injection from the power from on high can change that. But the, did you know that the Bible says to comfort the feeble-minded? Isn't that unusual? Why didn't it say heal them? Or cast it out of them? Or help? So it says comfort them. So why? You comfort them that maybe a change can come. Amen? Hallelujah. Amen. So tonight... Uh, I want to share with you some things that are going to liberate you, spirit, soul, and body. But we're, I'm going to tell you tonight a, a secret to health and healing. I want to talk to you tonight about the secret to health and healing. Now, how many of you know it's better to stay healthy than it is to get sick and have to get your healing? It's just better to live healthy. Amen. Now, I've said for a long time... Over and over again, I've always said it, and I continue to say it, but I've just said it out of habit to begin with. And then when I realized that my words were powerful, found out that faith will work. Say this with me for a moment. Say, my faith faith will always always work for me. me. Hallelujah. Your faith, the words you say and believe in your heart, will always be working for you. They'll be working on your behalf. You understand also, though, those things that you say and believe that maybe not be true or aligned with the Word of God, you're going to have also. So if you don't like what you have today, you need to either change what you believe, and both normally, change what you believe and change what you say, and then you're going to have what the Word says about you. If you'll do the changing with the Word of God, amen? So, the secret to health and healing. The secret to health. So I always, I've always said, I've said it over and over and over again. I'm just a healthy kind of guy. I don't get sick. I'm just healthy. And just getting ready for this, I got sick. <laughs> Stupid devil. Come along right where you were a moment ago. Knock your head where your feet were. And, you know, there you are battling uh, dumb things. You know, battle to cough. Runny nose, you know. And I'm going, I'm not having this. Bless God. Glory to God. I'm, in the name of Jesus, get your hands off. And normally, normally, almost always, without failure, in less than 12 hours, I'm fine. Normally, sometimes it's just instantly. But in, in a very short period of time, I get my healing because I always talk about health. 
I talk about health and healing. It's running through my veins. In fact, one of the scriptures we're going to look at tonight that's going to become yours personally because it's written in the Word. And He told me I could share it with you. And now you're going to use it every day. And you're going to be healthy all the time, which you probably are already. Is if the same Spirit, say this with me, if the same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in me, He will also quicken or make alive my mortal body. I tell myself that every day before my feet hit the floor. Or at least by the time they hit the floor, I've said it. That same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in me. That's Romans 8, 11, in case you don't have it and you want it, it's in your notes. Raised Christ from the dead dwells in me. He's quickening. He's making my body alive. The power of God is running through every vein, fiber, being, and through my blood and every cell member. Part of me is running in and out and all over me. I'm a healthy person. Because the power of God's there. But you have to understand something. You can't just say that because I said it. I said, you can't just say that because I said it. You have to say that because you've looked at it, meditated on it, decided that that's yours. And you believe it. And what is that power? What is that power? Talks about exceeding greatness of his power working in us. The spirit of God, the power of God released in you in the new birth. Because Jesus made home abide in you by the spirit of God. Amen. So with that spirit, that power, God's mightiest, most powerful deed that he ever did, including creation, was when he reached down into the depths of hell and pulled Jesus out. See, there was no resistance when he created earth. Was there? In the heavens, skies above and atoms, all the things, Adam and Eve and all that. There's no, nobody's fighting him. Everybody's on his side. But when he went into the depths of hell to pull Jesus out, there was a battle going on and he won it. I said he won it for you and for me. And because he went there, you don't have to. In fact, all mankind doesn't have to go there. If mankind goes to hell, he's an intruder. That's why you're not treated well. (laughs) Hell was not made for man. Heaven was made for man. (laughs) And heaven is in you. And it says that he's already predestined us and relocated us in heaven. Co-seated us at the right hand of the Father. He says, you're seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Now, when I used to hang around with a religious group, they used to spiritualize that. They used to say, yes, we are seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, spiritually speaking. What in the rock picking is that? What do you mean spiritually speaking? Well, of course, spiritually speaking, but I'm a spirit. I have a soul. I live in a physical body. When he said, I'm seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, I'm in Christ, aren't I not? How else did I get saved? I'm already there. I'm just here for a while to have somewhat of a good time, as good a time as I can make out of it, serving him. And then when I get there, then we get to enjoy all the rest of it. The stuff that we missed out while we were here. And talking about missing out on stuff while we're here, as long as you want to live in health and healing, provision has been made for us. The way we access it is the three things I wanted to talk to you about is faith, confession, and the fullness of Christ in you. 
and I'm going to get ahead of myself and tell you that's the secret to health and healing is the fullness of Christ in you. That's the secret to health and healing. You, you don't have to pray a whole lot when you're full and know it. I said, you don't have to pray a lot when you're full and know it. Now, when I say pray, that's kind of foggy to a lot of people's thinking. Because, you know, some people think they got to get on their knees and hold on to some beads and pray a lot of prayers and stuff. Repetitious prayers. Other people think praying is, you know, oh, yes, yes, thank you for this food in Jesus' name. Amen. And, you know, and, and just because you say in Jesus' name, amen, if that's just a rabbit's foot on the end of your prayer to make everything that you said before that uh, kind of certified stamp, that it was a, a prayer sealed from heaven, you're kidding yourself. But if it is in the power of the name of Jesus, that's why you pray. And when you get done, you can say amen. 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 It says, do all things in my name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So, boy, this is getting to thousands. I can feel it right now all over my body. Hallelujah. Now, there's an important thing I want to do with you tonight. I do want to have you make a confession with me. Now, we're going to make a confession And then you're going to say it because I'm saying it. But then what I want you to do is listen carefully to the words that are being spoken. And I hope you've been paying attention so far. Because what you hear, what you hear, they came to do what? When Jesus spoke, he says they came to hear and be healed. They came to hear and be healed. And then you've got to go a step further than hearing. I said, you've got to go a step. Faith faith cometh by what? Hearing. hearing. And hearing by the Word of God. So faith comes by hearing, but you've got to take another step from hearing. Because it says, he who is a hearer, and what? A not a doer of the Word, is what? Self-deceived. I know you're all students of the Word, so I'm telling you things you already know. But I'm, I'm trying to get things inside you churning. To start thinking thoughts of how important it is to really know Him and His fullness. Because that's the secret to health and healing. I know that as I discovered that that same Spirit, the power that was released when He raised Jesus from the dead, in in Ephesians chapters 1, 2, and 3 are loaded. I mean loaded. If you just take the time, maybe not tonight, right now while I'm talking, because I want you to pay attention. But when you start to open up your Bible and start underlining everywhere you see according to, the words according to, according to, according to grace, according to the word, according to the word spoken, according to this, according to grace. It goes on and on and on and over and over and over again. Anytime you find phrases or words repeated in the scriptures, It's trying to get something over to us. It's trying to relate to us that it's important to pay attention to according to. According to what? Most of the time it talks about his will or his desire or his pleasure. You know, I found out a, a long time ago that, you know, it's one thing to say it's it's his will, Right? Then again, I know, and I have grandkids, and it's my will that they just have a good time when they come to my house. But it is really my pleasure and my desire. And when God says certain, when God says desire, it's a higher word than His will. 
In other words, my will's written out. But I've got some desires I have for you that you're not ready to take a hold of yet because I've been saying them and you haven't heard them. Or you weren't ready to hear them. Recently, I'll tell off on myself because that's easy. I'm not going to be embarrassed or held you know, hostage by it or anything else. But I, was, I, I have a, a little studio out in the garage and I was out there and I was just having a chat with the Lord. And I do a lot of that while I'm out there anyway. And so I'm talking, and I'm just talking about, you know, I'm not, you know, talking to him about anything specific, just life in general, and just talking along and talking along, and, and I'm out, and I, to, to be honest with you, the studio is a golf studio. I, I have, <laughs> what else would you have a studio for? <laughs> oh, a music studio, yes, of course, there's, sorry. So you, you understand, we're on the same, okay, so... I'm in the studio, and I'm hitting balls into the net, and they're coming back. I hit them again and stuff, and I'm doing this. Now, you understand, I started playing golf long before I met the Lord. Long before. I started playing golf in 1968, and I didn't get saved until 1975. So that's a pretty good period of time. So I've been playing golf longer than I've known the Lord. I said, I've been playing golf longer than I've known the Lord. Okay. Is that all right? Okay. So, uh, but... Once I, once I met the Lord, then he became my golf partner. And now when I play golf, he's there with me. Because he goes everywhere anyway, so I might as well ask him to play. Right? There's no point. You know, you don't want him just coming along to hold the flag stick and stuff. So go ahead and play along with me. So I'm in there hitting balls. And I'm talking to him about stuff. And all of a sudden, he makes a correction in my golf swing. Look at me in that tone of voice. If you'd pay attention to him, he'd help you bake them cookies better. Yeah. He'd help you barbecue them ribs better. He wants to be involved in every area of your life. I'm telling off on me anyway, so hush. So anyway, I, 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 I mean, and he, he makes a correction in my golf swing. And I go, why haven't you told me that sooner? And he made a very interesting comment back. He said, I have. You weren't able to hear it. And I says, whoa, really? Yeah. And I started thinking about it. And I do remember different times when I was doing that. Well, because this time, because I heard, I got better. How many times are we, we think we know something? Because we've been doing it a long time. I've been meditating on that scripture for nigh on 25 years. And bless God, I know everything. That's, I know what the Word says. I know what the Bible says. I know this. I know. How's that working for you? Because the minute you do that, you shut the door to him saying, uh, try this. Or look at this. Or let me show you something. Let me help you see that in a different light. And all of a sudden now, he's made you what? Better. He's made you stronger. He's always trying to do something on your behalf. Let me ask you something. Have you got everything he has to offer? No, I'm not even close. And I'm his favorite. But I continue to lean upon 
that relationship. See, now, we can always believe what the Word says. And let's just look at this right here. I don't know if you have this in your notes. Oh, I'm making a terrible mess of the notes you have in your hand. That's okay. You'll forgive me and go on. In Romans 10, 9 and 10, it says this, that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, and we do, amen, because that same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in me. He'll also make my body alive or quicken it or healthy and make it to walk in health. Sickness and disease can touch you and it just dies. I remember one time I walked up to a gentleman just here recently. We'll get back to this second. We're going to make this confession together. I said, he says, oh, no, 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 I, got, I got this terrible cough. I, just, I got this terrible cough. I says, don't, don't come near me. I says, I, I says, I get around sickness, disease, and it just, it just dies. It doesn't matter. Amen. But he didn't believe it because otherwise, if he had believed it, he got healed, wouldn't he, Steve? That's right. Because the power of God's present. And I gave him a big healthy hug and kissed his cheek and stuff. And he said, oh, you're going to get sick. I said, I'm not going to get sick. I'm going to stay healthy. I've got the power of God's running through. And, and, and all, he, all he had to do was say, keep hugging me. I, I want to be healed too, you know. That's it, see. Every time I shake hands with somebody, I'm believing, I'm releasing the power of God into their body. The only thing separating me, the power of God from them is this little thin skin, right? Housing him. This is the vessel we live in. Do it. Practice it. Say it. The only thing separating people from the healing power of God is this thin skin. And and you lay that thin skin down and guess where you're going? You're there. In the twinkling of an eye. Okay, so let's get back to this confession thing. Now, it's important that we, first of all, line up with what the Word says. If we will compromise anywhere in our faith or make it up as we go along as to what faith is doing or what we're expecting God to do or what His Word maybe doesn't say, and we're used, you know that you're not agreeing with God, your prayers, your faith will not work for you. You have to find for your situation, you have to find out what the Word says concerning it. And that's where you, you plant your faith. Good. Lord, according to your Word, it says, by your stripes I am healed. According to your Word, you sent your Word and healed them. According to your Word, so I'm in agreement to that. And that's what I believe in my heart. And that's what I'm going to say with my mouth. Okay, so now we're in agreement, right? We're in agreement with who? Heaven. Heaven's power. Faith, then, gives you access to the reservoir of God's released blessings on you. See, God's no respecter of persons. Is He not? He say that in His Word? He's no respecter of persons when it comes to His promises. Do you want me to rephrase that so you can understand it better? God is no respecter of persons when it comes to His promises. But he is a respecter of faith. You got it? So once you line up with what he said, then he is obligated to do what he said. Until then, he wants to, but he can't. His hands are tied on your behalf. Huh? If the Bible says, give, and it shall be given unto you, 
and you don't give, is it going to be given unto you? No, unless by accident, somebody just flat feeling sorry for you, reaches in their pocket and gives you a couple hundred dollars, right? But outside of that, if you want to live in the blessings of God, you want to live in prosperity like you want to live in health and healing, you have to do your part concerning what the Word says. Huh? There's the blessing, blessing of the tither. There's the blessing of the first fruits. There's the blessing of this. Given it shall be given. Uh, the, the blessing of the tither goes on and on and on. Tithing is done with the tongue. If you, you can put all the money you want in the offering, but if you talk poverty and, and doubt and unbelief and uh, well, how are we going to make it, then you might as well have kept that money. Because it went out the bottom of the bucket on your behalf. Right? I want it multiplied. I like, the, I like when I see that a 30, 60, and 100 fold in a time of famine. What? This is a time of prosperity right now in our land. In our land right now is a time of prosperity. Can you imagine 30, 60, and 100 at a time of prosperity? Whew. That gets exciting, you know? And uh, I, 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 you can't, okay, I, uh, all right, I'm sorry. Here we go. Uh, for the, with the heart, God raised him from the dead. See, we got all into that on the power of God raising Jesus from the dead. You will be saved. That word saved there is sozo, S-O-Z-O. For with the heart, one believes unto righteousness. Now, if you just leave that word there, righteousness, you know, you, my first thought is because of my, when I was raised up, I think of the righteous brothers and you lost that loving feeling. Okay, so you got you to gotta put something else there. For me, anyway, I got to put something else in there. I, I got to put more than righteous. So I always say, believes unto right standing with God as if sin never existed before. Okay, so I got to say that. You, you, you're with me on the righteous brothers, are you? Oh, thank you. Hallelujah. Somebody else said. <clears throat> and then with the mouth, with the mouth, see, there's a believing part under right standing. You have to believe under right standing. You know you have right standing. Number one, you've got to believe that. And then with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation, sozo. And that word is five, fivefold. It means safety, and I believe you got this in your notes, preservation, soundness, healing, and deliverance. So, say this with me. And with the mouth, confession is made unto safety. Hallelujah. Confession is made unto preservation. Confession is made unto soundness. Confession is made unto healing. And confession is made unto Deliverance. Hallelujah. So with my mouth, because of my belief, I can be set free from all those things. Or uh, appropriate them, would be a better word. So when it seems like, you know, you, you've heard about, you know, walking down the alley in the dark and you whistle in the dark. No, no. I, I'm safe. My confession says I'm safe. I'm safe. Hallelujah, I'm safe. The building starts to shake. I'm safe. People skidding off the road and stuff. I'm safe. Hallelujah. Don't be moved. Don't be moved by a startling event 
when the Word of God has already provided for you stability. I like soundness. That soundness is for the soul. Well, you, you don't understand, uh, Brother George, I, I just can't control all these thoughts. No. Yes, you can control your mind because the Bible says you can. And you, you got all these thoughts. It says, I, I know one thing about being filled, talking about the fullness, is it, it says, if I pray in other tongues, my mind is what? Unfruitful, or it is quieted. One translation says it has been quieted. I know I've. Uh, how many of you have come home from work and had a kind of a rough day, and uh, or uh, just things going on, and the people had, had, they called you names on the on the third grade three, third grade playground, or you know, and, and stuff like that, or you know, somebody wrote a note on your on your your sticky note and put it on your. Uh, your cubicle, yeah, thank you, and uh, and then other other people are just kind of snickering. You know, you walk in the lunchroom and there's sn- and you come home that night and you just didn't have a good day. You open your lunchbox and you forgot to make it, <laughs> and, and, or uh, you were, you're expecting you know uh, a phone call from a friend or a business associate and they called you and said, "Ah, we're canceling the contract," or whatever. And you've had just, and I've come home, and I've just had a, uh, I, I've had a rough day. The number one thing, the number one thing I do is grab a cup of coffee. No, <laughs> is is sit down, put my feet up, and I tell my body to shut up, get quiet, and I start feeling it. Lord, help me quiet my body. You know, it says put your body under. In other words, it's in submission. Quiet my body. Muscle aches and pains and joints and all this. Shut up. Quiet. Power of God's running through my body. Be quiet. Once you get your body quiet, you start praying in other tongues to quiet all the noise. I've walked in people's homes and they got the music turned up. And the TV on. And the dog barking. And I, 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 you know, the mix master going and grinding coffee. And I mean, there's so much noise in that. I, I, I can't remember my own name. Yeah. You, it, it's, it's really good when you, people like noise because then they don't have to hear yes. that one thing. They're hiding from God. Yeah. And so you get it quiet and still. And your mind still, and then all of a sudden, the Spirit of God yeah. kind of disturbs, and it's, it is well. It is well with you, my son. I've got you. Ooh, that brings tears. I've got you. Rest in me. I've got you. That's a good place to be. When you haven't had a good day, <laughs> is in the arms of the Father. Hallelujah. He knows how to hold you. I don't know if any of you have or haven't been held by the Father, but you need to be. Because He knows how to hold you. I know how to hold my grandkids, you know. And I hold them like He holds me. Hold my wife the way He holds me. I hold, hold my son. Pastor Nancy won't let me hold her. 
She gives me kind of a hug. You know, I have an illustration that has, I have remembered this. Thank you, Father. Yes. Amen. A long time ago, I don't know if you were there or not, but if you weren't, it's, you, you missed probably one of the most powerful illustrations concerning allowing a little bit of sin in to ruin what you have with the Father. And she had two glasses displayed, and she probably did this with Children's Church too way back then. But that illustration changed my thought towards sin forever. And she had this glass of, I'm going to call it sewage water. And I mean, it, it, it was full of, you name it. It, was, it could have been bubbling for all I know. And then was the acidity, you know, I, I'm trying to make you see a picture because I don't have them here in front of me right now. So you got to see it. And it's like you took a drop of acidity into it and it started about in the smoke, you know. You could almost see the green clouds starting to form over it. And then over here was this crystal clear, beautiful glass of drinking water. Pure. Absolutely pure. No bubbles, no, not just pure, absolutely wonderful drinking water. And she says, which one would you prefer to drink? Well, you know, everybody's going to say this one. You've got a goofball back there saying, I'll drink it. It won't, won't harm me. Yeah, and you haul them out in a box, right? No. And so here you've got this glass over here just full of this beautiful water, right? And then she took this eyedropper and reached over and dropped just, I mean, like the ratio was one in a million drop of this hazardous waste material into this clear glass. And then she says, so now who would like to have a drink? <laughs> no, she didn't do that. But then she says, who then would now drink from this glass? Well, no one would. Because it's just as putrid, just as unpure as that one that is black that you can't even see through. One little drop, one little drop, one little entrance of the devil through unbelief, through uh, uh, whether you wanted, whether you tripped over it or not, getting in pollutes us. Thank you for First John one nine because we have an advocate that restores our righteousness, cleanses us. Why does so? Wasn't that? Isn't that? A, give Pastor Nancy a hand, will you? Uh, that was an illustration that told me. I want to stay far from it. Because just one little tiny drop of it pollutes you forever. So, we qualify our position by agreement with the Word. Amen? We hear it enough to apply it, being a doer and not just a hearer. And then the important thing is what I've been saying all along. Do you know him. How deep does your love for the Father, for the Spirit of God, for Jesus go? Is it truly the umpire in your, in your life? In other words, you approach something and you wait for the call out or safe? Touch, don't touch. Look, don't look. Speak, hold your peace. Go, don't go. Buy, don't buy. Sell, don't sell. Walk, run. 
<laughs> As if in terror. Don't allow things to, to harm your relationship with the Father. You know, you say, well, you know, Brother George, I pray all the time. I pray, I, I, I do my confession sheet, I, I read my scriptures. I, you know, I, do. I says, okay, you're doing all the talking right now. Let him have a word. Let him have a word. I've practiced having dialogue with the Father since I first got saved. The gentleman that was instrumental in, in getting me uh, into the kingdom, him and this other guy, they were both named Walt. And they would pray at 4 o'clock in the morning every morning uh, on their way to work. They would pass each other on the freeway, and they'd stop and pull over on the side. And they'd go, okay, we're going to pray. Who are we going to pray for? We've got to pray for something. We've got to pray. Pray for somebody. Let's pray for the worst. We know absolutely beyond a shadow of a doubt that we know they're going to hell. And this, my boss said, I know a guy, his name's George. He's, he's going to hell. And see, how bad is he? Oh, he told him how bad I was. And he wasn't even half right. I mean, he missed a lot of stuff. And so they would pray for me every morning, 4.30 in the morning, for three months. Those guys prayed. Whew, I made it. Glory to God. <laughs> Miraculously transformed. Delivered from alcohol, sickness and disease, poverty, lack. I mean, you name it, you know. And uh, so in, anyway, these guys, so he was instrumental then as my spiritual daddy. You know, I'd, go, I'd have the access to him every day in his office. I'd get to work a little bit early. I'd go up in his office. He was, a, he was the store manager, and I was the assistant. So I'd go up there in his office. I'd talk about, <laughs> I mean, that was so exciting. And then he'd let me come over to his house on Sunday nights for Bible study. Because I worked Sundays. And then so Sunday night, that was my church. I would go to his house for Bible study. So I got to hang with this guy all the time. So he taught me how to dialogue with the Father. I'd go up in his office, and we wouldn't just pray. He goes, let's, let's talk to the Lord. And I go, what? He goes, let's talk to the Lord. And the first time I heard it, I go, ooh, is he here? Because <laughs> I'm new at this. I'm a good Catholic boy. I mean, I can pray the rosary with my eyes closed, Right? And, and, and all this other stuff. And so he, he, so he starts sitting there, Lord, what, how are we going to get this done today? And I'm there, I'm waiting for an answer. And he goes, oh, okay, yeah, we'll do that. He goes, I want you to make, and he tell me, me, I says, he knew that? He knew, he says, yeah, he says, go ahead. You ask him what, what he wants you to do first today. Well, I says, I think you already told me. And he goes, no, ask him what he wants you to do first today. So I go, okay, Lord, uh, what do you want me to do first today? And I stood there and I heard what he asked, what he told me to do. And I go, whoa, has it always been that easy? No, no, there's been times when I've been talking to the Lord and waiting for an answer. I never got anything or I didn't hear it because he never pushes me off. I says, he never pushes me off and he's not going to push you off. The important thing to know here is that you don't get out there and get flaky because your level of the Word of God is high. Because you can get out there and there's some accommodating voices that'll tell you to go jump off a bridge and Jesus will catch you before you hit the bay. Huh? So you've got to have a good level of what the Word of God says, the truth of His Word, and He'll show you. He, and like I said, I was in my studio and I'm hitting balls and he tells me, corrects my golf swing and he, he made me, be, I'm going, huh, what? 
Why didn't you tell me this before? Because I've had this. It's not like I started the dialogue last week. I've been doing this since 1975. I said, I've been doing this since 1975. So you don't just start this up overnight, but you start simple things with his word. You read it, what is word? Lord, what are you trying to tell me here? What, what do you mean that who is the guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of his purchased possession? What are you telling me there? That's, does that belong to me? Yes, my son. Ooh, thank you. How do I put, I want to position myself for that. Okay, this is what you got to do. Huh? I want you to go over to so-and-so's house and give him $100 to help him out. Because uh, I got $100. He wouldn't tell you. He's not going to tell you to go give a million. Right? He, he knows what you have. I said, he knows what you have. You know? And, and, can, can I tell you another little story here? It's kind of cute. Uh, we were at Ramah. And... Uh, going to school and we didn't have much in fact we had less than much and uh, we're, we're, I, I, one day I mean I tell you what we got, I don't know how we got to school because the gas said empty when we left to get there and it was still on E I think it was getting ready to go from the E back around to the F that's how far that's how far it had gone already right it was way past and we get to school and I'm thinking how am I going to I, I don't know how number one I don't know how we're going to get her to where she needs to go to have lunch because number one we don't have any if we had money for lunch we had already put it in the gap in there we're around school and somebody came up to us and gave us 20 bucks or something hey, and, and the Lord says you'll have opportunity you'll have opportunity and most of the time, it's not from people you would think. Right? It's from the least. You know? And uh, other, other times, you know, it just comes up. Well, anyhow, we're at Raymond. And this person <laughs> saying, I- I'm going to give a million dollars to Raymond. <clears throat> and I said, wow. You are? When? You know? At the meeting or, you know, tomorrow? Well, uh, the Lord's going to bless me and then I'm going to give it to him. And I'm going, well, uh, he says, yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm believing it and I'm saying it. Okay. How much have you given so far? You know me. I'm a nice guy. I, I wasn't as sh- polished then as I am now. You understand? And so I says, how much have you given so far? Well, nothing. That's why I want it. And I go, you haven't given him anything, and you're going to give him a million when the Lord gives you what? He says a million. I says, oh. So he, the Lord is, and I started getting tickled. I thought it was kind of funny, because the Lord's going to give this person a million dollars out of somewhere, and he's going to give it all to, you know, and he hasn't given anything yet. What's wrong with that picture, folks? What's wrong with that picture? You're dreaming. You're dreaming. You're living in, you're not living by faith. You're living in fantasy land. You work at Disney. You you can go work at Disneyland, but you don't, you're not, you're not on the same planet. Here's, here's my, here's, you want to know how I think? Do you want to know? Does anybody want to have a little shot? Okay, thank you. 
I'm going to tell you then. Whenever something is asked, you know, like, we need $100,000 for this project. Immediately, I put, I make that the tithe. So that means a million's got to come in. Right? To somebody, some, I don't care how it's dispersed, to come up with a hundred. Unless somebody just flat drops the hundred on it. But normally, I think that way. So, if I'm going to give out of, when I tithe or give it as an offering or whatever, I'm looking for the big end, right? Because if it takes 100000 to get this done, that means a, a million's got to come in somewhere. You might get twenty five, two 250000 you get two hundred fifty, and you get 500000 and then you guys all tithe, it's done, right? It would be done. It, it'd all be in then, right? So you think about the big numbers, so that's, that's where I come in. I start thinking about, okay, we need, we need uh, $200 to get this done. Well, I, I, Terry would probably just make me give up $200. But I'd be thinking about the 2000 that has to come in to have the 200 to tithe off of, right? The blessing. Now, a lot of times the Lord, I don't know what He does. He must check my wallet at night when I'm sleeping because He already knows how much I got in there sometimes. And He'll tell me, go give so-and-so 100 bucks. And I go, I don't think, I don't think I have a hundred dollars. You know, I don't carry that kind of money around with me. And I look at my wallet and there's a hundred bucks. And it's normally all of it. It's all of what I've got in there. You know, it is not half or he never says 20 and I've got 60. He would have said 60. And then I'd have had to do it. And, and uh, he just knows, but he also knows this, my heart. Why? Because we fellowship about it. We talk about it. And he knows how to get it to me. Because we talk about it. I says, I want to really, I want to get, I want to get involved in this. He says, okay, good, good. Me too, me too. I'm in it. I says, you're really in it? I says, then I'm in. I go, he goes, I don't, I, I'm, I'm not in that. You're not? Well, then I'm not going to touch it. I says, then I'm not going to touch it. But if you're in it, I'm in it. See, when you're sitting down on... You're on your wallet. It's up to you to move. Right? And only one person can make you do that. And that's the Lord Jesus Christ. Is anybody getting over to the secret of health and healing? Hallelujah. Let me say this. All right. We're going to finish right here, right now. Psalm 119, 25 and verse 50. He said, According to thy word, thou hast quickened me. Once you believe God in prayer and receive by faith that which you have asked for, your only response should be this. Thank you. I have it now. And then act as if it's so. According to the word, I have healing now. According to the word, I have Whatever. Now, according to the word, I have strength in my body. Now, what does the word say? What do you say? And I want what God says is mine. So what he says, I say. According to thy word, quicken me. Hallelujah. Continual dreams, continual fellowship, 
continual living and praising Him where He is. Amen? Amen. Take a hold of Him and don't let go till you get it. You can have it all. He says, all things are mine. And He's done it for you and me on His behalf. I've said it. I'll say it again. I must be His favorite. But when you get to the point where you say, no, I, you know what, I think I, I'd be his, I'm his favorite. I know that because I've, I've hung around. We talk, he didn't treat, he, I gotta be his favorite just the way we talk and, and have conversation together. You got a favorite friend? You know, you have a favorite friend or something you really care about, you know, you enjoy their fellow. You just like being around. They're, they're just your favorite, right? I got faves. Come on, you gotta have faves. Everybody's got faves. I see it on social media all the time, the faves. <laughs> so, you know, I got a fave. I got a fave. You know, I got these faves. Actually, they're accountability partners. But, uh, uh, and that's how you stay straight. Have people that are not afraid to point a finger at you until you get in line. Shape up. Shape up. They, they know you. See, the Lord, the Lord is, He's sweet and kind and lo- I'm quitting. I'm quitting. I'm trying to quit, Pastor Tom, so you can receive the offering. I'm trying to quit. You have favorite people around. You have faves that you want to, you, you just, you just know them and they know you. you. You can ask them for anything. They'll do it. Yeah, you, I, I, I need a favor. Done. Could you, you know, take my car and wash it for me tomorrow? Uh, no. But that's a fave. You can wash your own stupid car. I'm not going to wash your car for you. Because they'll call you on your stuff. They know, they look at me, you know, these guys, some of these guys I play golf with, a couple of them are, are my faves, but they're, they're, a couple of them are Christian men. And they, they go, what's up with you? I go, what do you mean what's up with me? I'm going to make this putt. And they go, no, 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 not, a, not about putting or anything. This is like on a practice screen. They don't play head games on the golf course. But, you know, they start, you know, what's, what's bugging you or something, you know? They're not, and we do it to each other. We keep each other in line. Have friends that are willing to embrace you like you can embrace the Lord. If you don't, how are you going? If you can't embrace what's in front of you that you can see, how can you embrace something you can't? Amen. That's biblical. Yes. Amen. If I can't love you who I can see, right. how am I going to love him who I can't? That's right. Can't happen, can it? Can't happen. Shush. All right, I'm quitting right now. <laughs> Father, thank you so much for your strength, your love, your care for your people. I just, it's beyond my imagination how much you love these people. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Love us, love the world. I'm asking, Lord, that you touch each and every life here tonight, Father, as they go away with a sense of knowing you can and will meet their need, no matter what the level, where they're at, where they're going, where they're coming from, what they've done, what they haven't done. You alone, Father, are the need meter. We thank you, praise you for it, praise you for this time together. In God's holy name, Jesus, God's people said...